and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. You know, my favorite OPI was always "I'm not really a waitress." Yes. It's the best name ever. I'm Are we sure this aware. is this is like decidedly towards yeah. you? Can uh, but, it hear Daniel? Do you want to do you hear? No, this I trust you. I love feel you. Better hey, about it. no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you, or kind of I don't. It's sort of doing an omni thing, so it's Great. like there's it's coming from good. back here good. and up here. Good. I just good. found it better than doing both microphones because I'm tongue. That's good. That's real can nice. A problem. Yeah. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, but I can Matthew see. Matthew and I have to deal with that with Deadcast with double. Why? Do you, do you double problem. mic it? Yes, but we have to sit in very different places. Oh, really? Because it creates feedback? Different He's, places. He sits <laughs> He sits in the closet, and I sit in his room. Oh, no. Are you serious? And we can't see each other. <laughs> wow. Listen to Carry On. You'll get the inside scoop about Welcome to Deadcast. I didn't know that. Yes. That's the way we, we've been doing it as of late. That's pretty funny. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I'm a little rusty. Bellow to every time <laughs> and talcum to carry on the Sex in the City podcast. I'm Alec Wells. I'm Kat Wells. And with us tonight is Mushu for my Mushu, <laughs> Daniel Wells. <laughs> Daniel Montgomery, it is a true dream having you with us tonight. It's so great to be back. Tonight we watched the episode Bells of the Balls. <laughs> Catherine, do you want to tell us when this episode first aired? It aired July 29th, 2001, directed by Michael Spiller, written by none other than Michael Patrick King. MPK. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I did he, though? Did he write Well, it? I mean, I know, because we usually we, we love his episodes. We kneel at the altar of yes. Michael Patrick King. Yes, we, we do. We suck on his one ball. Yeah. <laughs> this was a tr- one of the most cringeworthy episodes, if yes. not the most. Yes. I mean, you don't like the line, "Who's gonna fuck a uniball bartender?" Because that's kind of one for the bit. I well, there are some there are some pieces of this episode that I really like. Yeah. yeah. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you that yeah. this. This is one I usually avoid. Uh-huh. Well, remember how in the previous episode we hated going to the country? Yes. Don't worry. We're going back. I actually <laughs> can't believe we, we're going back. Just yeah. when you thought it was safe to go back in the country, it's yeah. still not. I think one episode in the country is more than enough. I mean, do you think the preview for this episode was, do you want to go back to the country? No. And that well, was Well, we're going. <laughs> It's okay. Do you want more mud? You're gonna get it. <laughs> I turned to Daniel at one point in this episode when Big and Aiden are having a mud wrestling fight and said, We're watching Sex in the City. And right I now? said, No, we're not. And Daniel was right. 
end podcast. This was probably the most vocal I have been during an episode, I think. I know that's right. That we've ever recorded I can vouch for that. There was a lot of vocal ejaculation from Daniel. Yeah. Unlike Trey's literal ejaculation, where Daniel was going, nope. Yeah. And just loudly sighing and and shaking his damn head. Honestly, this episode was nut. (laughs) Alec. Let's get ball deep in this episode. (laughs) Well, that's how it starts, I guess. Okay, actually, I will say, let's just go ahead and dive in. Sure. I will say that um, the opening of this episode is something that I absolutely love because it so rarely happens where all the ladies are together and the boyfriends are there too. Yes, well, boyfriend at this point. Uh, very good, yeah, very oh, good Oh, sure, point. Steve's not a boyfriend. Yeah, Steve's just, there as a friend. just Miranda's friend who has cancer. That's yes. right. I guess they're, they're, they're celebrating that he is cancer-free. Uh-huh. Yes. And they're playing pool mm-hmm. and they're at like a bar and it's the late. Is Charlotte there actually? I don't think she's no. there. She's not there. She's married, so I guess oh, she's right. like with she her can't go to husband. Bars. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. She's Mike Pence's wife. That's right. I um, haven't been to a bar since we got married. <laughs> there are a million reasons to celebrate in New York City. Steve no longer having testicular cancer was just one of them. So the the ladies are there. Minus Samantha's Charlotte. conveniently playing pool for the first time and last time in her entire life. Can we all agree? In a tight blue dress. There's no yes. reason that Samantha Jones would ever play no. billiards. No. But I she's really enjoying don't. herself. I only have one ball left. Yeah, sure. She likes knocking around them balls. And, you know, uh, Aiden's really sort of enjoying Samantha's free-flowing, sexualized, sexually charged It's so fun. And I know you like that, Alec. I love it. And Carrie's, Carrie's it. being a little bitch. I have never met a man who wasn't into his balls. Oh, yeah, baby, that's it. Grab my big balls, lick them, pull them. You pull the balls? Mm-hmm. They like it. Huh. I went out with this guy. I'm sure you did. Wait, will you... Please let her finish. She's done. She's like, no, 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 Samantha. Don't talk anymore about your sexual exploits. Everyone's having fun, you old wet bag. She's yeah. just embarrassed. Yeah. But it, it. what's so interesting to me is I, I think about our friend group and how there are literally no limits to our conversations. Yes. Like, I've never turned to Catherine and thought, like, I'm clutching my pearls right now with the things that you're saying in mixed company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but it's so funny. It's like what what I also love about that scene is Samantha sort of like gets off on being the person <laughs> who just says inappropriate things around the table. Well, she certainly has no inhibitions, which I think is so fun. And yeah. she really just fun. like doesn't care. Like yeah. she'll tell Aiden anything. It makes yeah. me think about drunk Ricky in the jacuzzi at his bachelor party. Do you remember Woo! the things that he said? Oh, the things yes. we yeah. all said? Yes. Oh, yeah. Some, I think it's the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Maybe. Uh, hands down. Yeah, but she's like, you know, Miranda's trying to sort of make Make Steve feel better. They're they're all trying to negotiate how we all feel about testicles. Like, yes. do we care about testicles? Do we not care? Do they about make us testicles? happy? Do they make us testy? Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> Samantha's like, I goggle them in my mouth. La la la. And Aiden's like, oh, you you belong. <laughs> I love the 
the episode starts off with yeah. uh, Samantha trying to 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 win the pool. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know how to play, guys. You get all the balls in the hole. And she says, "We got one ball left. It just comes down to one little ball." Which, by the way, is bullshit. Because if you've ever played pool, and yeah. I definitely have, yeah. the show. The, this is nitpicking, but the the shot, the very first shot of the episode is her like breaking the. I don't remember what you call that, but basically, there's no way it's down to one ball. Like that is how pool goes. Like the idea is that you do get down to one ball, but there's always one ball left over, the white ball. Sure, but what I'm saying is, she's she's (laughs) welcome back to pool players. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, she's she's taking literally the first shot. Yeah, and she's like, "That's it, one more ball." I'm like, all the balls didn't go in the hole, you dumb bitch. Maybe there was a significant time jump. Yeah. Nah, I don't buy it. Don't give this episode more credit than it deserves. I might. I need to calm down a little bit, but like that's some bullshit continuity nonsense. I Miranda, just... you do one ball. I think it's, it's, I wish I, you could see my self-satisfied grin. I wish you could. I wish they could you could hear it. I think yeah, you could hear the me. smile in your voice. <laughs> but I love the sort of uh, uh, Samantha not knowing what she's saying and Steve feeling uncomfortable. And yeah. every time she says something, and she repeats it over and over, yes. everyone's reacting like, oh, yeah, like, I think they use the same shot twice of Miranda like, geez, come on, get a grip. And Steve's like, oh, I'll go get another beer. And Miranda's like, oh, well, oh, yes, I'll take one. You know, like trying to salvage yeah. the situation. Yeah. Miranda's so, it's been yeah. so great. She's always so great. But yes. last episode and this episode, she's so great, you guys. She's so, yeah. she's so great. She's wonderful. And she's really there for Steve. And we love her and we love their relationship. And they're meant to be together. Yeah. And there's no question. Before we were watching this episode, I commented that I uh, was not looking forward to it. And that I, I really don't, don't like this episode. But yeah. I, so I sort of... Um, said that there are certain parts of it Uh that I do like. It's just all the country stuff that I physically can't handle. Yes. But... The, some of the Miranda Steve stuff I think is really important and yeah. I really like what they go through in this episode. Well, let's, let's talk about what they go through. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Steve is is feeling very self-conscious about his one testicle. I, I, I really appreciate the, that this episode that Steve knows that it's not about the perception to other women about his missing testicle. It's about him. Mm-hmm. It's about when he looks in the mirror, he feels like less than. And I, I think that's like sort of... What's interesting is like this is an episode, if I'm being kind, like thematically, this is an episode about masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I do think that it's kind of cool that Steve can recognize what he's going through. It's not, it's not an ego thing. It's a thing for him. It's like, sometimes you'll hear people who get plastic surgery say that, like, this isn't about other people. This is about me. Like when I look in the mirror every day, I want to feel better about it. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that Steve is able to recognize that. And I appreciate it just makes him a very well-rounded He's a smart character. cookie. He's, He's not just some dumb uniball yeah. bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Steve and Miranda are on a lovely walk and talk, and he expresses what I just expressed and brings up that there is a surgeon who will implant a fake silicone testicle. May we talk about the way this comes up? We may. It's The first shot of this scene is a, the, a butt of a dog 
and oh, big shit. old dog balls flopping around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Steve goes, in all seriousness, look at that. Look at that sack. Look at that dog sack. He's legit got fucking sack envy. Let's, uh, what do you think the casting for that was like? <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I wish to have been there. <laughs> Deeply, I do. We'll break down looking for dogs with really big balls. Just they got to swing. And yeah. We got to see him walk. <laughs> Can you just do a little walk We're for gonna us? We're going to see a good waddle. I, I, when I see a dog... Testicles in the wild. It is a thing to like look blood at. Blood red. It oh, is. Sure. I get embarrassed. Yeah. Dogs big, have dog really big testicles. balls. They do. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I don't know either. But and then it it also makes me wonder why why does that dog still have its testicles? Because we really we sure. spay and neuter yeah. these sure. days. Yeah. Well, it, maybe the, these maybe the people who own that dog have are horrible breeders. Well, whatever the case may be, it inspires Steve. Well, Steve yeah. says uh, he starts he talks about the dog's balls, mm-hmm. and then brings up the fact that dogs can get fake balls. Never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, that's that to me. That feels like a lie for him to transition into what he yeah. really wants to. And, and Miranda about. can see where case. he's going with it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, don't say it, Steve. Don't say it. And then he says yeah. it, and she's like, no. Yes. He's like, I. What if I got a fake ball? They do it for humans. She's like, Steve, why would you do that? So when I was, uh, it was 1994, and I was at Eric Pollen's house for a sleepover, and there was like five of us. And somebody turned on Loveline. This was before it was a TV show, even. It was still yes. just a radio show. And it yes. was Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Loveline was a TV show? It, it was. was. I always listened to it on the radio. It was I a didn't... late night TV show on MTV, oh. I think. I mean, that so, would make sense. I listened to it on the radio a lot. 11.30. Yeah. 11.30. So somebody at Eric Pollins turns on the radio, and it's Loveline. I had never heard it before. And this guy calls in. And he says that he was naked and he was walking around his house and there was an exposed nail. No, Alan, it, no. I just, I have to uh-uh. say it because it's not true. Daniel's going to pass right true. on out. It's not true. That he, it caught his sack. No. And opened it. No. And that, now this is how you know it's not true. He opened it and that he could see his testicles swinging inside but that's not the way anatomy works at all and (laughs) he was just trying to be a were they like that science thing that like people have on their desks yeah (laughs) it's like the newton's third law was he just calling to say help help i can see yeah and dr drew was like that (laughs) doesn't sound real (laughs) brian what's up big daddy what you got on your mind um my nuts are extremely large Wow. Okay, I'm gonna wait in the parking lot. That's mm-hmm. way too much. And um, I'm on the track team. Yeah. And I keep um, I keep slapping them on my thighs. Uh huh. And, and like they get, ca- they hurt really bad. Getting caught on the hurdles and whatnot. No, just like I'm running long distances. Why aren't you mm-hmm. wearing a jock strap? I don't know. All right, there you go. I just never okay. thought of that. Daniel, do you pay attention to your balls very much? <laughs> I, uh, yes. Do you like having them tugged? No. I um, I always think something's wrong with them. Oh, you do? Oh, yes. it's like medically you pay attention to yes, them. Yes, I do. And I've had many, I mean, let's get personal. Yeah. I've had many, many a time when I thought, 
something's wrong with them yeah feeling around no that doesn't feel right that doesn't feel right and then i gag and pass out in the shower uh-huh. oh my god <laughs> oh, Daniel. there was one time where i knew something was wrong with my yeah. balls i knew <laughs> yeah. something was wrong i'm sorry to laugh it's it just did, adorable it didn't feel yeah. right things got something got twisted yeah. and i kept moving my legs to like fix it and my <gasps> balls felt hot and i thought oh, something's no. wrong and i made trevor my roommate at the time feel my balls to see if they were hot <laughs> because i've also had this is not the first time it's happened i've had multiple people check my balls because i think something's wrong and every time they say you're crazy they don't feel hot they're totally fine but then i keep doing it and i'm so worried i'm always worried well and i don't like it and when i feel daniel. them sometimes i feel like i'm gonna pass out oh, I'll oh feel daniel your hot balls listen anytime you need if wait. it makes you feel any better they feel fine right now thank you, do you <laughs> guys, so much wait, they don't feel hot right do you guys go to the same doctor we, we do. do. The, both of you. So uh-huh. there yes. is at least one man who said that his hands on both of your balls. That's true. I, I, uh, I, yeah. I'm trying to think if he's ever touched them. I think he has. I he has mine. Okay, yeah. great. He has mine. <laughs> it's never. It's never not weird. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. It's just a very weird thing. Oh, yeah. To mm-hmm. be medically touched. Yes. In that area. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Try having a speculum shoved up your twat. Okay. Okay, sure. I yeah. just made literally today made an appointment for the for my annual pat. <laughs> um, I do you you wear boxer briefs? Uh, no, um, rarely. Sometimes you wear briefs. No, I wear trunks. Oh, trunks. Okay, I wear trunks. Wait, trunks are the ones where it's it's a very little it's bit of a It's between a brief leg. and a boxer brief. Yeah, that's boxer what I wear. Boxer brief, okay, I don't need yeah. it going all the way down to my knees. No, no reason. <laughs> I'm not I bicycling. Do, I don't need briefs. I need trunks is what yes. I need. Okay. It's, it's trunks or nothing. I don't yeah. need friends. I need a fans. Trunk, I don't need friends. I need fans. A trunk like is like a halter top, but for your bottom area. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, correct. No, that's, that's exactly what I wear, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the right amount of support, but I still feel like I can dance. Women often ask what is it like to have testicles yes yeah and i feel like sometimes the way i describe it is it's like having an elbow in the way that a lot of times you're not thinking about it like Mm. i'm not actively thinking about my elbow sure um sometimes you feel it i'm thinking about your elbow right now did you ever hear the story about mr belvedere Huh? So Mr. Belvedere was a character on a TV show in the 70s, and there's this famous story. It's called Mr. Belvedering. Mr. Belvedere sat down for a table read, and he sat on his Wait, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Well, the and there's a great 30 Rock where... Were, were, were they okay? I don't know. I never followed up with him, <laughs> but... Aren't you always sitting... I mean, no, in general Catherine, sense, no. I don't mean directly gotta on be, them. I but... feel like they're always in the air, like right. tucked. Well, like you can't. If you sat on them, you'd pass out. <laughs> I even talking about sitting on them, I'd pass out. <laughs> the the, the I, testicles I, can take like no it's pressure. Very, it's uh-huh, very uh-huh. difficult to sit on them. I uh-huh. think. I hate. Right? Uh, yes. I mean, if it makes us feel better. Yes. <laughs> I hate that scene in Casino Royale. I haven't seen Casino Royale. What what scene? There's a scene in Casino Royale where, where James Bond is being tortured, and the way that they torture him, he's naked. They put him in a, a, a wicker chair, oh, right. and they've cut out the bottom of yeah. the wicker chair. And Hannibal has a like a, a sack, and he's sling, slinging yeah. the sack under the chair so it hits James Bond in the testicles. Is James Bond not able to just pop, pop shove him up? No, because he's like this. He's his arms are behind his back. Oh, high. You should squeeze those legs and pop them up. <laughs> pop, just, just pop them up. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap. 
<laughs> All right, so really, let's let's swing it around. Let's swing these balls back around <laughs> yeah. on track. So which is they just go to, to the say, doctor. Well, hold on. I want to ask yeah. you guys real quick, though. So the whole point of this is Steve talking about feeling like, yeah. you know, he's not less of a person, less of a man. Like, he just feels less yeah. whole yeah. with that hole in his ball sack. Yeah. So, you know... Guys, I am who I'm sitting next to. What do you? How would you feel without a ball? I would you feel naked? I think I, uh, frankly, would probably feel like Steve. Yeah. Really. I, I think not. Not like I'm less of a man. Yeah. But I. This is gonna sound crazy, but it's true. I like symmetry. Sure. And I like my balls. Yeah. So I would just miss them, frankly, for an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Sure. I, sure. Aesthetically, I think I'd be fine because one nut hangs lower than the other, <laughs> so it's sort of like I can never get it right anyway. You know, it's always like just parted wrong. Sure. So like your it's hair. Sort of like I might as well just lean into it or take the one nut and move it to the center. Mm. You know. Well, I would no, be worried. That just seems worse. I would just be worried that if I had one ball, that and and I have friends who who are in Steve's situation. Yeah. Who, ha- who had cancer and had one of their testicles removed. Yeah. And. Are living a happy, healthy life. Yep. Uh, I, I, my, my stupid concern would be there would just be like a, it would be like a, a beautiful plastic bag in the wind with not, not enough to fill it up. Do you feel like it'd be like a Ziploc bag filled with cream of mushroom soup? Okay. Okay. I don't, I, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> now, I do want to say if there's anybody listening who only has one testicle, you're beautiful. Oh, of course. And you're perfect just the way you are. Totally. Fu- like, I think it's. Like you're healthy, hopefully you're doing well, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to say that um, I agree wholeheartedly with Miranda. If we're talking um, hetero relationships type of a thing, I don't know any woman who cares about like like balls are nice, but like who would be like, oh my god, you only have one? Like who cares? And I feel like most generous human sexual partners would be like, well, why is that a, who cares? Oh, why does I that would, matter? Like, yeah. I don't think I would care if, if, you know, my partner or whatever yeah. had one. I don't, I generally don't think it would phase me at all if they right. had one ball. Right. Yeah. You know, but I understand the feeling of like, oh, you know, like it's mm-hmm. some, something's missing. I like also feel sucks. like sex, like, especially with a new partner is sort of like being on the roller coaster. Like, it's going really fast. Suddenly you're upside down. You can barely catch your breath. I would be really impressed if a person noticed a missing <laughs> testicle, like in the chaos of having sex for the first time. Sure. Plus, when I do it, it's so short. You don't yes. even have time. Yes, it's it's that's it's the like, trick. Just don't over. give them time. Yeah. As as soon as it starts. So make just, them laugh. <laughs> make them laugh. I'll never have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So they're at the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, and the the or the plastic surgeon, I guess, and and he's holding a silicone testicle it's a lot of lot of great and when i say great i mean not so great transitions in this episode from when one Miranda ball to drops, another like when she you drops know, the ball the, between the basketball and the oh, silicon sure. nut and the little chinese balls that richard wright is like i mean i love it it's like take it to the limit those take are some, it to the limit those I'm are sorry. some first draft ideas i sort of i don't care like. if you have an episode about balls i could have used more frankly it would have yeah. made this episode better don't make steve take feel out, bad take out take out country shit and just put in 20 more ball puns I and think, this would be a better episode i think all the ball stuff was really well handled i think it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Rose, sparkling rose just came up my nose. That actually wasn't intentional. <laughs> I, 
I thought it was that's that's the, the, yeah. the sort of like power of this episode. Yeah. I yes. think all you're, the country stuff makes yeah. it feel. You, you're right. Sick. They did yeah. juggle those balls well. <laughs> um, so they're at the doctor. They're at the plastic surgery. I this is like great extras casting or like guest casting that guy looked like he wasn't an actor he was an actual plastic surgeon doing his job doing his job great by the way great like day player actors who aren't trying to steal the scene but literally just do what's needed in the scene we in an old acting class that was called our teacher called that delivering the pizza if you're yeah. just there to show up and deliver, if your line is to deliver the pizza, your yep. job is to deliver the pizza, just deliver the pizza. Just do it. Yeah, that's no. exactly right. And he delivers the pizza well. So, um, the, you know, he's describing the silicon nut, and uh, he asks what uh, size I... Steve thinks he would be. They have uh, extra small, small, medium, and large. Which is, a, like, I get why they wrote it that way, because it's a television show, but, like... They would just take a feel and say, this is the size you need. Yes. They wouldn't ask you and then awkwardly stare at you while you talk about it with your ex-girlfriend. And I love that Steve looks to Miranda and he's like, well, what size? And she's like, um, Miranda not having any clue, being like, um, (laughs) medium? Medium? In her head, she's like, medium sounds good. And Steve's like, medium. I was going to say large. And she's like, yeah, like a, like a, medium, like a medium large. Like she's torn between it's being a, sensitive and being scene. an honest, like logical person. And she's like, medium large, Steve. I love what happens to, at the end of the scene where the the doctor is like, well, all right, cool. Well, this is a clinical trial and, ha- you know, it hasn't been tested yet. And Miranda's meaning like, no. Now, to get this model, you have to enroll in a clinical trial for market clearance. Excuse me? It's not approved yet. It's still being tested for safety. No. Steve? No. I assure you, it's perfectly safe. He says it's perfectly safe. That's what they said about the Ford Pinto. Think about it, Steve. You want a Pinto near your penis? They have a great moment where they both sort of, like, shake their head no. Like, I, I wonder if that was even in the script, or if it was oh. they just sort of kept the camera running after the last line, and they sort of They're did the shaking fantastic. head no. They're both fantastic. They're both so good. They are so... Yeah good and real and they have to work with some clunky stuff in this episode and they just deliver Emmy worthy performances it's true and then ultimately what what happens with Miranda and Steve well they fuck (laughs) (laughs) that was good well put Alec there's a scene later where they're back at Miranda's place and Mm -hmm. she has a a, what is it a positive outlook on healing is the book yep and she's like this is the book I was telling you about again Miranda going above and beyond trying everything Mm -hmm. and saying you know like here you should read this book and he's still a little disappointed that he doesn't have a ball and he says the line that Kat referenced earlier about who's gonna who wants what was it who's gonna fuck a uniball bartender yes and then and she's kind of like yeah, I will, and starts to you know, and she's and then there's a voiceover by Carrie saying something about, you know, Miranda realizes that maybe the way she can help Steve is not necessarily by saying the right thing, kind yeah. of idea. Yeah. And then they have sex. <laughs> then they do it. Then they do it. <laughs> I love. Penis I love and vagina. This, you know what? What I love about uh, Miranda and Steve is that it seems like such a real easy ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend situation where they st- where they still care about each other and it feels like that could still happen and then they could have sex and we, we we all as an audience are like yeah that's cool this is fine and we could see like a couple yes. episodes from that from then that, that 
they start dating other people. Totally. Or they could end up together. It just feels natural. What doesn't feel natural and feels crazy to me yes. is the relationship between Big and Carrie that's happening as oh, ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend. I can't stand it. Should we do that or should we end with that? Let's get it over with. Sorry. Okay, so... Come on, Cat and Dan, you're going to the country with me. Again? I can't believe we're back in the country. Let's make the audience say, what? Why? On a Thursday? (laughs) Turn right at the fucking stand for summer squash. squash. I hate squash. Well, let's talk about what happens before we get to the country. I would love to. So, remember back earlier when we were at the pool hall? Yeah. And everybody was laughing and joking. Everybody Wang Chung tonight is the song that's playing. There were a lot of needle drops in this episode between Wang Chung and Billy Joel. Mm. We really had our fill of 80s clunkers. Mm. That's right. So, um, you know, during their conversation at the pool hall, Samantha mentions that some men like a good old ball tug. Mm -hmm. Now, file that away in your brain because we're going to cut to Carrie's bathroom a couple scenes later where uh, Carrie and Aiden are both getting ready for bed. Both wearing baggy men's white briefs. Saggy but briefs. A brief bag and should berry. never <laughs> sag. If you're going to wear a brief, it's it got to be tight. And yes. I better see that VPL. Yeah. That, which is? Visible penis line. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That VPL. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of the VPL. Go on Tumblr and lose the rest of your week. I'm in. And see that VSM, that visible skid mark. All right, skid mark, Steve. Alec, come on. Come on, Alec. We all had boners and you're killing it. Aiden is eating a bucket of fried chicken. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's cutting his toenails. And no, wait. He's brushing his teeth and there is toothpaste all over his face. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly (laughs) right. Carrie and Aiden are brushing their teeth and, and Aiden, I guess it's supposed to be endearing and real or whatever but Aiden has toothpaste on his face and Daniel Daniel, we're just sitting here quietly watching the episode and Daniel goes wipe your mouth (laughs) mustache dandruff filled with rage I understand that that's like real or whatever yeah yeah. but like I'm not trying to see that right now no no just like going to the country I'm trying to see that VPL is does V like VPL also work for visible pithy lips I mean, or is I, that just a camel toe? I, I think, think there are two. Those are two different things. I think there are two different things, but honestly, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Terry and <laughs> Aiden are, uh, you know, f- being flirtatious, and she gets a phone call. Well, well, they're having a giggle, and she's like, "Do do do you guys like them tug? Let me tug it." And yeah. I, I while I was watching this moment. We see Sarah Jessica Parker almost grab John Corbett's balls twice. Yes. 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 And as I was watching it, I, it's so interesting to me because I'm, I'm watching it thinking like, just grab them. Yeah. yeah. Like just grab them. And then I thought, oh no, wait, these are actors. Right. Yeah. That are filming a scene and we probably can't grab his ball. We could. Yeah. yeah. And other shows we probably would. Yeah. Or in this show, I don't know. But I was watching it. I was like, just grab them. Just grab them. Yeah. What's you, the big deal? People have gone frame by frame. In Monsters Ball to prove that Billy Bob Thornton and Halle Berry are actually having sex. Make me feel good. I'm so sorry. Like they can. Apparently. I mean, I've heard that too. You can 
see penetration. Mm. I don't know. But with modern day CG and everything, who knows what's what? Who honestly knows? Like, is that Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. It's not. So, wait. So they're playing around. They're tickling each other's giggle buttons by almost grabbing and tugging balls when the phone rings. Phone rings, and it's Batman. A.K.A. John Preston. Yes. A.K.A. We don't know that yet. So we only know him as that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden answers the phone. Yeah. And and he says Bradshaw's house of pain. How can we hurt you? Which is stupid and kind of fun. I have to say. Yeah. You guys know how I feel about Aiden. Yep. I think Aiden is a great guy. Yes. And he handles himself so I think he handles himself way better than he should yes in this episode I just know he is a terrible match for Carrie agree that's right and you know he answers this the phone call and they both kind of like hey dude yeah hey sorry for calling can I uh, speak to Carrie yeah and Aiden just hands that phone right over to Carrie yep and lets her talk lets her talk to him it bothers me that Big says hey it's me to Aiden I'm like, you guys don't have a hey, it's me. No, you don't. Relationship. You say, I mean, I get narratively why they can't, but it's sort of like Scully earns it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. When she says, Mulder, it's me, she earns it. But the big to Aiden, I mean, hey, it's right. me. But uh, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. So they obviously have a big awareness of each other, mm-hmm. and I'm sure big knows that Aiden knows that he is the only guy that would be calling her that late or uh-huh. whatever time it is. So I think him saying it's me is an acknowledgement of that. And in a mm-hmm. way it's big sort of subconsciously yeah. unconsciously apologizing for what he's doing. Is that like how when you call me and you say, hey, it's me, it's because you have completely symmetrical testicles and I don't, and we're both aware of it. And yes. You're trying to make me feel better about and it. And he wants to know from you if his balls are hot. Yes. yes. Well, I'm touching them right now, and they're hot. Hey, so um, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so big calls, and I, listen, this is a pet, this is a TV trope, movie trope pet peeve of mine. I don't think fake movie stars in TV shows and movies work. I never buy it. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. like, I, I need it Willow to be... Willow whatever? Willow Summers. Willow Summers. Yeah, like, I need it to Buffy just Summers. go ahead and be Matthew McConaughey yeah. or whatever, just, you yes. know? Like, I just... It never, it never works for me. Yeah. Um, yes. I guess they have to set it up like this woman is... Listen, I, I have so many thoughts on this. Yeah. I think... All of the way Big, uh, in this episode, the way Big responds to Willow, mm-hmm. and it seems so out of character for Big to mm-hmm. me. I, I just can't even wrap my brain around that yeah. he would be acting about, acting this way about a woman mm-hmm. or, or a potential love interest. Apparently, dating a movie star makes you as crazy as dating anyone else. What's the problem? <sighs> She's in town. She's at the Mercer. We were supposed to get together tonight. She hasn't gotten back to me. Well... Did you call her? Yes, I called her. I called all five of her numbers. She never answers. See, here, here's, here's the thing. See, she can reach me, but I can't ever get her. Maybe she never got no, your... No, 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 you, you don't get it. She can reach me, but I can't get her. 
ever. How fucked up is that? But yeah. I think what the, what we're trying to push is that she's such a big celebrity and mm-hmm. such a big deal and such a huge catch. Mm-hmm. And she's got such this allure and this mm-hmm. draw that even big is like torn apart by this big figure. It would take sure. someone this wild and sexy for him to feel this upset. I think I, that's what we're I think that's for. part of it. And I also, the way I've always thought about this is... <sighs> To me, the the one takeaway, the one redeeming quality of this whole f- stupid fucking storyline is that we see <laughs> that Big is fucked up. Like, he is a person who's not in con- completely in control of everything all the time and emotionally, like, calm and cool and collected. He is... In many ways, like, this is one of the ways that shows that he's a great match for Carrie. Exactly. Because they're both totally fucked up, crazy people. Completely agree. I, who behave abominably sometimes. I, um, I, like, this would be my undergrad thesis on this. I think it's strange that in an episode about masculinity, they completely emasculate the the guy that ultimately is going to end up with Carrie. And he's I mean, they Mr. completely ima- do you Not think that I care about purpose? the gender spectrum or whatever, but do I think it's on purpose? I think that it was done to serve the story, but I don't think it was in the best interest of the character ultimately that they do it. And I also sort of feel like Chris Noth kind of hated doing it, and I sort of feel that in his character. Mm. I wouldn't blame him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, really it's wouldn't. an awful thing to have to do. Like, I mean, I know that actors, especially in TV shows, are very protective of their characters, and I understand why you have to be and forever are like associated with that character. So you have a lot of stake in what they do and the decisions that they make. And everything, I just, like, it's why I like to decanonize this episode in my mind. Because... Same here. TV shows are fantasies, and I like holding on to the fantasy that Big, like, is this ultra cool Mm -hmm. guy who... who, Unaffected. Yeah, you're never going to see him... um, Sweat. Exactly. And this episode just like tears him apart all the things we love about him he's suddenly just i mean he's a drunk mess there's no better word for it than emasculated i mean he really really is in this episode uh and i hate it you are tearing me apart lisa cat would you talk about the line that big says maybe seven (sighs) times in this episode we have to talk about it well it makes me more angry than anything it's it's really more than anything to me it's mystifying this line because i don't understand tonally if we're supposed to be laughing at it which is big says to carrie the first time he talks to her on the phone like she can she can get me she can reach me but i can't get her and carrie's like well i'm sure that's he's like no you don't understand yeah he she can reach me any time of day or night, but I can't reach her. And this is like a thing he continues to say, and I don't over understand. And over again. Why is it? Is it supposed to be funny that he's like obsessing over this little thing? I don't understand why that's a huge. What What's the revelation of that? I, or what? The is only the, thing the, that I. The only thing that I can take from that is that Big has lived a life where he's always been on the other side. Right. He's always His relationship the one who's with Carrie. Aloof. He's always the one who can choose to disengage whenever he pleases. 
he's finally met someone who treats him the way he treated Carrie and probably other women in his life, okay. and he just can't make sense of it. I can I can follow that. It just it just seems so. It's strange. Yeah, it just doesn't play weird. well. Yeah, I, but I don't want to do that. And <laughs> part of me also thinks like this. He he's constantly calling Carrie in this episode yes. and so upset and. He's like, I need you. I need you. Or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, you know, moving forward a little bit, and then maybe we can go back to some Aiden talk. But even when they end up going to the country, he he says, you know, that he's having, he's still having all these problems with Willow. She, like, broke it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he's like, you're the country on Thursday? When are you coming back? Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like, I don't know, till Sunday? And he says, not till then. I need to see you. Like, what? Excuse what is he? me? Why? Why? Yeah, I don't... What is he... What is he gonna get? I mean, can't he's looking ha- for advice. Like, can't you have a conversation? So it's me, I think, well, I'm trying to give this episode a little credit or leeway or something where it's trying to show that yeah. he still, like, has some real connection to Carrie, I mean, some real feelings if for Carrie. If we're going on the like idea of the whole she can reach me but I can't reach her thing as a um as in opposition to his entire life's experience as a romantic partner, then it feels to me like him saying to Carrie like I need to see you is like a way for him to exert control again like even if he doesn't mean it like subconsciously, mm. he needs to feel that that like sort of like I don't know um, ownership over a woman who, like, I don't mean to be that, that person, but it's like, you know, he's so used to being the one in control and like being able to call the shots that he needs to be like, no, you need to be available for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and I'm sure they didn't I'm mean sold. that, but it's just like, ugh. but it doesn't mean that that moment, that that line that they keep repeating over and over again plays at all no. in the episode. It's just weird. It never, it never quite no. works. No. Well, it's also just, it's not funny. I it's not. It's I think it's supposed to be. to be funny, and it's not funny. And I think the repeating it many times is supposed to be funny, and it's not. It's so not it just falls flat funny. every time. It does fall flat. Um, so big gets himself out to the country. Well, let's quickly talk yes. about uh, Aiden's reaction to Carrie on the phone with oh, Big because she yes. takes the phone into the closet. Yep. to talk. And keeps sort of checking back in with Aiden, saying, just one more minute, one more He's really upset. Mm-hmm. And then comes back into the bathroom where Aiden's cutting his toenails. Yes. And Aiden's like, why did you go in the closet? And she's yeah. like, oh, well, I know it bothers you so much. Oh. Yeah. Aiden's like, bothers me or bothers... Or makes makes me uncomfortable makes, or makes you uncomfortable. And yeah. She, and Carrie's like, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to Aiden for being honest and yes. addressing it directly yeah. immediately in the moment because that's a very emotionally mature thing to do, to say, like, hey, why are you in the closet? Yeah. Let's talk about and this. And so, He's so Aiden, you know, Aiden sort of comes back to her and is like, I, you, I mean, you want me to believe nothing's going on, but you go and hide inside the closet. I can take him, you know. <laughs> and Carrie's like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's he's like when Batman and the Green Hornet, yeah, fought one time. He's like, you think Batman went with all his bells and whistles, but like it's cool like tools but it's the green hornet he's like i'm green yeah. hornet and pete is like kato and then starts going it's and truly. like runs around in his underwear and starts tickling <laughs> pete and carrie's like what is happening i don't want you to feel threatened you think i'm threatened by him no not threatened i could take him who said anything about taking him i'm just saying it's like the time batman and the green hornet got in a fight 
Everybody expected Batman to win because he's got the gadgets and the cape and shit. But the Green Hornet had the moves. See, I'm the Green Hornet. I got the moves. Plus, I got Pete, and he's like Kato. Aren't you, boy? Hey, Petey! Come here, boy! I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the craziest thing that ever happens on Sex in the City. <laughs> I, is there a crazier thing that happens? And then it cuts to the women, like all three, all I mean, sorry, all four of our ladies yeah. saying like, and then he started talking about superheroes. I don't <laughs> understand. I, I have a legitimate question. Who's Kato? I guess Kato it's is a Green, Green Hornet's sidekick. It must be. I don't know. I mean, Green I Hornet. inferred that I know from Green the story Lantern, as well. But, yeah, I don't think I. I don't really but know the I, Green Hornet. Green Hornet. The think, only Kato I know is Kato Kalen, You guys. Maybe it's the same one. <laughs> Staying in the guest house. I think, I think <laughs> the, Green, the Green Hornet is a is like a, a, a superhero from from long ago. Right. Right. Not right, from the right, 80s. Right. Not from the 90s. But yeah, from the before like then. Soup's classic. Yes. That's, but the that's whole point of all of that is that the women are like, Charlotte's like, I'm sorry. What do superheroes have to do with this? And Carrie's like, I don't know. It's a guy thing. And that's kind of the theme of the whole episode. It yes. is. And Carrie even says in her voiceover something like, maybe, uh, well, when she's musing about how big is behaving like a fucking child, she's like, wow, my male friends are the ones with body issues and depression and whatever. She's like, maybe we aren't on different planets like popular culture would have us believe, which of course she's referencing men are from Mars, women are from Venus, which was a book that I definitely found in my mother's possession. It was it was, oh. it was out, out in the open, but my mom definitely read that. I think that, was a that thing. book was, everyone read that book so I think at a certain time. This actually is in some ways a very important episode of Sex in the City yeah. because I think this is... In, in like the pop in pop culture, this is one of the few times that this this idea is really brought up about mm-hmm. men versus women and yeah. really calling it out in this episode. And uh-huh. I think it makes us like roll our eyes a little bit now. But yeah. I think at the time it was like, oh, go you go, girlfriend. I think that's right. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. help but wonder: Are men just women with balls, as mm. Carrie says? Mm-hmm. I'd be like. <laughs> Turning the page. <laughs> I think, but I think at the time in the late nineties, it was yeah. like, oh my god, that's right. Yeah, yeah for I think sure, so. for sure. So, um, so Big gets himself out to the country. Carrie, I, ugh, I can't. I'm sorry. We just have to take a moment as I peel my skin off Kat's my face. Cat's literally pulling yeah. the skin off Our of my face. Can't handle. I'm pulling how? the skin off of Daniel's testicles right ouch, now. Ouch! Ouch! Don't. They're I too hot. Can't <laughs> believe how rude. Yeah. I've never seen a human being be as rude as Carrie is when she agrees to invite Big to Kate, Aiden's country home with. To Cato's country home with without even asking him. I have never what oh. a what a shit person she is. It's like and she, it's, for, it's supposed to be for around. only an hour. You yeah. fucked you fucked this guy while you were with your boyfriend, and he he Forgave lowered you. himself to take you back, <laughs> yeah. bitch. And now you're inviting him up to his house. I could just shit. I I think like you know you you guys both get very understandably upset by the idea of Carrie doing this. But I think for me that it's so preposterous that my mind disconnects from even the idea that I'm watching a story happen so that I don't have to deal with like yes. not being able to make sense of how a human Well, over here on the other that. side of the river, it's awful. I, I have to say, though, I sort of appreciate the way 
Carrie tries to approach Aiden and like manipulate it to seem like it's not that crazy. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, it's genius. And she's good at getting her way. And he was like, "Oh, I thought I heard the phone ring. Who was that?" And Carrie says, "Batman." Ugh. Which I think it's kind of genius. Ugh. I mean, and she, she was know. like, it's "And smart. he's gonna come visit. Don't be upset. <laughs> Don't be upset." And he is upset. He's be- upset. And she was like, "Right, really? He's so. like really sad. Haven't you ever had a, a girl break your heart?" Oh, Carrie. Ooh, record scratch. Put your Manolo in your mouth, you dumb bitch. And Aiden's like, well, he better be crying. I better see. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's yeah. a storm coming. <laughs> and that th- the thunderstorm noises are so Yeah, sad. I know. Oh, you hear, God, you hear it rumbling. It. I can't believe they wasted a thunderstorm on this episode. I know. The uh, thunder rolls. But Anyone? And the lightning strikes. That is a song. Yes. I, All right. I the cheese stands alone. I know that song. It's, it's a great Brooks. song. Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls. Oh, what was his alter ego? Oh, Chris Gaines. Chris, Chris, Gaines. Chris Gaines. Oh, lost it's in Chris you. Chris Gaines with his soul patch. I loved that, that Chris confu- Gaines. That confused me as a child. I was so confused, but I loved Chris SNL Gaines. SNL hosted by Garth Brooks with special musical guest Chris Gaines. That was an important cultural remember. moment. I know. I love that he has this gay alter ego. <laughs> yeah. That's he's some like a, gay he's hair. He's like a dark and it's like beautiful. emo. And yeah. Love, he did like, have emo hair. Just like this gay magician who also <laughs> sings. Like that's what Chris Gaines looked like to me. And I was feeling it, but I was very confused. It was yeah. confusing. But to be honest, I was just worrying about my balls at that point. <laughs> they were heating up. That was a up. classic SNL episode with one of my favorite sketches of all time. Oh, I know what Brooks you're going to say. Calls upon the devil to help him write a hit song. That's what? Right. I don't and it's remember played by that Will Ferrell. Oh, fast it's car so on the highway. Funny. We'll oh, show you after. It's the greatest sketch Where ever. Is Garth Brooks? You know what? I was thinking. Oh, he's that. married to um. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, but where is he? <laughs> They're still I, touring. And I don't mean to be... Trisha Yearwood, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, my gosh. They's married, and it's they so tour together, and it's they sing. so funny that you said that, because I don't know that, but in my brain, when you said he's married to, I thought, Trisha Yearwood, and she's on Food Network. <laughs> That's making, right. Making pies. They sang together, and it is glorious. I think... I, I didn't mean to say, like, where is Garth Brooks? He hasn't been around. Like, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> what I meant was, like, genuinely, I wonder, like... I I bet he's still touring. Like, what yeah. is he doing? I oh, know he's people killing love it. Him. He's yeah. like killing it. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Well, thank you for joining us on Country Hour <laughs> with Cat Alka Daniel. Now, make sure you make some homemade apple pie. Come on, everybody. We're going to the country with me. <laughs> so, it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. And who shows up? But the dog himself, oh. Mr. Big. And you guys, he doesn't even come in the house. He sits in the car and honks and makes Carrie come out to him. I'll tell you what, that he and Carrie okay. are, they fucking deserve each they other. They are peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. And Carrie gets in the car and he's like, what? She's like, what are you doing? He says, is he in there? And I'm like, yeah, bitch. It's his house. <laughs> of course he's in here. You drove two hours up to suffering. You came back to summer squash and you're smoking, listening to New York State of Mind. Get a job. I need some cheeseburger fries and a Cosmopolitan. Sick. Listen to Ethan, put on some records and get out of town. This fucking dopey motherfucker is just listening to New York smoking State of Mind. Smoking in the car like wet trash. <laughs> and Carrie, to, I, the best thing Carrie could have done was she should have said yes? Let's just go somewhere and have a drink. That, oh, that's a, no, 
Hang on. There's no, no imagine good if she drove situation. off with him Can you and imagine? Aiden just stood there with wet pee. She's like, we're going to go get drunk and get our balls hot for each other. I All right, think fine. So. You're right. So she brings him inside. Sick. And they have this dinner, y'all. Where Big drinks a bunch of wine, stares at his in-style magazine with Willow on the cover, and just talks to himself. And Carrie and Aiden are sitting sort of politely across from him, just like, mm-hmm. They're oh, really yeah. suffering. And, and what Big Big does, what really, it's a big pet peeve of mine, yep. is he's drinking enough bottles of wine and that he won't be able to drive back later. Yes. And that's called irresponsibility that's in right. my yes. brain. Yes. That's right. That's being completely inconsiderate of those around you and the situation you've put yourself in. Yep. So he has to end up spending the night mm-hmm. on, on Aiden's couch. Yes. And Aiden, like, th- Aiden throws a blanket pillow yes. out. like, here. Yeah, and Big's like, that's cool, man. Uh, okay. And he's like, do you got any more wine? And Aiden's like, nope. And he's like, no, that's we cool, don't. Man. That's cool, man. Made him dinner. So in the morning. <sighs> great, great passive-aggressive move. Yeah. On Aiden's He knows part, he's going to be hungover. Slamming the basketball against the wall of the cabin repeatedly. <laughs> and Carrie's sitting there si- sipping on her coffee. And, Aiden, uh, and, and as Aiden's banging against the yeah. wall, Big wakes up, yeah. potentially hungover. And is like, what is that banging? And Carrie's like, eh, shooting hoops? I don't know. She's like, you'd better go out there and make friends if you Otherwise, want to be in my you're life. Be cut out of my life, so you better go out and make friends. And he's friends. like, well, wait a minute. How do I do that? How do I make friends? She's like, you're guys, there's a ball. Figure it out. And I'm like, Ooh. I'm asleep. That's so stupid and boring. So, Big oh, goes dudes, outside. Oh, dudes, dudes like sports. And it's like, hey, man, <laughs> you shoot hoops. Aiden's like, yeah, dude. (laughs) And throws him the ball, and the ball is covered in mid because it's been raining, and it splatters all over John's white tee. (laughs) He's like, wow, that's pretty hard, dude. Have you guys heard of that band, John's White Tee? (laughs) They're really good. They have that song, Oh Hey Delilah. (laughs) And Aiden's like, it wasn't that hard. And Big's like, "Uh, actually, dude, it was pretty hard. (laughs) And they start shoving the wet ball back and forth, splattering mud, and then they get in a mud fight. They got mud all over. I could see his VPL, his visible penis I line. Wish. That, that would have been that would have made that scene tolerable. And Carrie says, "Stop it! You're middle aged." And we and all howled like, until we died. Pretty funny. That's we a thought pretty it was great so. It's a great funny. line. Stop it! You're middle aged. It's a great line. It's funny. It's it's. And then Pete jumps in and and bites. So biting all butts. Bites big. Bites big's butt. Yeah. BBB, Bats Big's Bats. Do you remember in the, fir- in the first episode when we meet Aiden at the furniture store? He picks up Pete and he throws him <laughs> as hard as he can. 20 feet across the room. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is my dog, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Peta? So, Y'all, that poor dog. I know. <laughs> so the fight stops because of Kato jumping in and breaking up Batman and the Green Hornet. Oh. And as we all know, every physical altercation leads to best buds, best buds, best friends. I, I, I don't think you, no, you guys, I don't think you guys understand. She can reach me. But I can't reach her, and that Ugh. bonds them. And it cuts, cuts like, to them talking really dude. close across from each other at a, yeah. at the table. Yeah, it, like totally made up. Yep. And uh, <sighs> Big just saying that on repeat, and Aiden's just like, "Yeah, dude, I do. oh yeah, dude." And then I'm pretty sure the ad lib I hear as the credits start rolling is um, Big saying, "Great eggs." Yeah. 
That's the last line of the episode. Uh, All right, so um, let's really quickly talk about Charlotte. Yes, and then end with Samantha. Yeah, Samantha, who had so Charlotte, uh, hands down the greatest storyline of the show of the episode. I think so. I think so. I still really like. We'll get there. Miranda. Oh yeah, Miranda. But Miranda. something really important happens with Samantha. In this that's episode. right. Yeah. That's right. So let's canonically. Talk about so Charlotte, Charlotte. So Charlotte is. Still married to Trey. Some little she some is? for my mooshu. Or no. Well, yeah, I guess they are still yeah. married because yeah. they never divorced. <laughs> so I, you made me question myself. I was like, wait, are they? What I'm saying is I just can't keep up. And why is she still married? I don't know. No. Inexplicably, he's, he's she's still married. Bunny? Like, come on. Uh, what did you call him, Alec? In this episode, you called him a goofus? A milk toast? A doofus? A doofus oh. something. So, goober. Um, you called him a goober. He is and it a was accurate. Goober. Because Hell's he said mooshu for my mooshu. You hell's bells, Charlotte. Don't put me off my dinner. Which, by the way, is intentional and it's funny. For like sure. I do like that about his character that he's such a, a goober. He's a goober. Um. So, I guess they're, they're still, still trying, trying to have, have a kids. baby. I mean, what's so funny about you know we've been watching the show together for fifteen years. Yes. And um, th- this storyline seems to go on for fifteen years. Uh-huh. Like it, it just seems to Has go on forever. Has the cardboard baby showed up yet? Not yet. No. I mean, come on. Don't you dare bring out that cardboard baby. <laughs> so, Charlotte, they're having Mushu. They're having Chinese. I love that. I do love the Charlotte's character headband. accuracy. Well, yeah. Charlotte's headband, and but also the fact that um, they've got takeout Chinese, but she's got a giant real silver tray that she's got the the cartons of Chinese food on that she's serving it on like good yeah. China like dishes. Because she's like, yeah, it's takeout, but we're going to have a dinner. It's all about the detail. It's work. very Charlotte. It is very Charlotte. I thought, I, as I was watching this, I thought, I bet Charlotte loves this. Like yeah. having her perfect table and her yeah. perfect room room with i don't know some some takeout chinese just to get crazy just yeah. getting crazy um so uh so charlotte brings up that uh trey could have his sperm tested so i saw my doctor today and i told her how frustrated we were that we weren't pregnant yet mm-hmm. one time and she said that the easiest thing to do would be to test your sperm charlotte i'm eating is it too much to ask to have my mushu without a side of sperm? Why are you getting so mad? We're just talking. Hell's bells. It's only been three months. And why would you just leap to the conclusion that the problem is me? I'm not leaping to anything. It's, it's just easier to test the man first, less invasive. I'm sure your sperm is fine. No, it's, it's better than fine. It's fantastic. Well, look, this little subject matter has put me right off my dinner. Excuse me. Trey. Not now. Because it's been three months now. They've been trying to have a child and uh, with no luck. And it's the least invasive. He, all he has to do is jerk it into a cup and mm-hmm. they can easily test his little swimmers. Mm-hmm. For a woman, it's far more complicated. They have to get really up in there and it's more invasive. But so she doesn't like, just, care about that. She's like, just no. spooge your spooge. And he's yeah. like, Jesus, Charlotte. Yeah. He gets really offended yeah. and uh, can't even finish his dinner and just storms away from the table being like, there's nothing wrong with my sperm. And she's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know you'd get that upset. It's not that. Yeah. And the, sure other ladies, the other ladies are like, what? is it about that area so somehow somehow she convinces him uh to go to the doctor which he does 
Uh, but he finds himself uh, in the room um, where he's supposed to shake the spear, and he just can't do it. And so Charlotte walks in with amazing hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great hair. Great hair in the scene. And her purse, and she pulls out a copy of Big Jugs. Oh, it's jugs not just it's not just Jugs with two Gs. It's the Big Boob Bonanza issue. And and, and uh, Trey is kind of, is is like, oh, he, he, well, you just you assumed it would wasn't going to work out, and and you know assumed this problem was going to happen. And Charlotte handles it really well. It's like, no, I'm Super just prepared, well. mm-hmm. and I love that she starts showing him pictures and. Of the of the big old breasts, <laughs> and it's like, ooh, what about this picture? Doesn't this picture look good? And he's like, oh, I can't. And I think it's so weird, and I realize that it happens every day that a nurse and or doctor hands you a cup, you go into a room, they know you're going into that room to masturbate. Like there's not nothing else is happening in that room. Then you come out of that room and you hand them a cup. That you just masturbated. That's right. Into yes, that that's mortifying to mm-hmm. me. That seems. I hope it's I never worse. have to. It's do even it. worse than handing someone a, a hot cup of your pee. Yeah. Yes. Like, which is bad. It's like enough. ten times worse. Yeah. That's all. I hope I never have to do it. Yeah. I don't. Don't make me do it. I won't. Yeah, Daniel's looking at me like he's going to make me do it. You have no reason to do Why it. Why would well, you make me do it? I brought this cup with. No, Daniel, don't. No, just Did real- you bring jugs? Uh, yes. Then fine. You know I like the big boob bonanza. Well, so Charlotte starts to sort of soothe him, and all of a sudden he starts getting turned on, and she whispers in his ear. Yeah. And then two seconds later, he's ready. He's like, give me that the, cup. And the uh, the scene cuts there, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, where's the cup? And that's it. Yeah, yeah, and, we and it never well, it heard from out, them again. And it the turns out his swimmers never, are fine. We never see Trey again. We never no. see Trey again. He just dies. Yeah, he's it. just gone. That was all. So he let's talk about it Samantha. Out. Yeah. All right, you guys. Samantha's say, on fire. I've watched this episode, this episode probably more times than the both of you because I, you while I me. skip it a lot, I don't always skip it, and it has never really occurred to me how much I love Samantha's storyline in this episode because it's just like it's one of the ones that perfectly like melds I mean Samantha doesn't have any insane like fucking scenes in this episode which are so fun um but it does take like that aspect of her character which is she loves to have sex without consequence she loves to have wild sex she has a lot of partners she's totally footloose and fancy free wild and open about it um and she's a professional woman and um I love the place where they take her with that which is it like somehow affects her job prospects yes yes and she has to deal with that and um well let's uh, so more specifically so way back at the beginning of the episode yeah. yeah While they were at this pool hall or whatever, some guy walks up to Samantha's like, Samantha? And she's like, oh, oh hi. hi. Clearly can't remember his name. And he, he recognizes it. And she's, yes, you're. And he says, Alec Wells. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, or I don't remember, and, Alec uh, something. And uh, she says, um, and we. And we. And he says, fucked. She goes, fucked. <laughs> Right, genius. Which is That's so funny. such a great. And this line. is in front of all of uh, this is in front of Miranda. I, th- I don't know if Steve is back yet, but I think it's Miranda. At least Miranda Carey and Aiden. That's yes. Right. And, yes. And he, she's like, "What are she's you like, up what to? What are you doing here?" And he mentions that he has what, what was it been working with? He's doing some kind of something with hotel magnate Richard Wright. Dick Wright, the right dick. This is the beginning. 
of, a, of the Richard Wright saga. This is how it starts. This is how yeah, it starts. I had a little gasp when it happened because yeah. I realized, oh, here we go. And Very Samantha's like, I've been trying to get a meeting with Richard forever. See what you can do for me, okay? Get me a meeting, oh, come. It's so fabulous. And she goes, see you. She goes, Good seeing you. <laughs> She's over the top, and so it's amazing. It is amazing. So she get, and then she looks back to the like the friends, like, yeah, eh, I it's, don't know. It's Kim Cattrall is a genius, genius in this episode. If you try to imagine other people pulling off what she has to do in this episode, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry. They, Good they luck. Couldn't. They couldn't. Good luck. So we find her in a scene with hotel magnate. Richard Ramar. <laughs> she got her meeting. Have you guys seen him on um, The Path? No. He's virtually unrecognizable and very good. Have you seen him in that Tales from the Crypt episode? Yes. Which one? You know the one. Which one? It's the one where he is in, I think it's, I think it's South America. And there's like a shady underhanded dealings. And he's a very uh, gratuitous uh, wild sex scene under a mosquito net. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in the oh, first season. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I'm probably Required wrong. Halloween viewing. Maybe it's the second season. I know I have it on DVD, though. It's been a while. We can watch. We can watch. Yeah. I saw him not too long ago um, a, a block away from my house. Really? Yes, parking his car. Wow. wow. Isn't that he's, interesting? I think he's a very handsome man. Um, he there's there's this weird time frame like basically all like when he was filming Sex and the City where I find him like physically like not really like kind of repulsive. Long pink amazing. Long pink amazing. <laughs> but when he was really 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 young when you see him and stuff, and then now as he's older, I find him very sexy. Both of those, but the middle age stuff, I'm like, eh. You're middle aged. <laughs> so she gets the meeting with Richard. Yeah. And. He basically, well, not so much intimates, basically says outright at the very end, like, you're really qualified for the job, but you should, um, you know, pair up with a man because I have a lot of business men who might be uncomfortable working with you, basically. And so maybe you guys can help me make sense of this. She goes back to the ladies and then she's like, I'm going to go back and really impress him. But what is she going back? What? I'm not totally I, sure. I, I mean, look, for a she's, second she's, yeah, she's taking. I mean, I've I've had multiple interviews for jobs. I think, I think, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense to me, especially because she's she feels like now she's got a read on him. He's like, I'm thinking about it, but let's maybe maybe you can share the work and she's like look I need to get in there guns blazing convince him get him the other 50% of the weight knowing that I can do this entire job yeah and she's ready and she says cool calm collected and she because she feels like the thing working against her is the fact that she's a woman and men's perceptions is that women are women emotional are like. yep yeah so she goes back and he's very impressed by her yes and he says basically you know, you you would have this job, you know, and sort of says, if you weren't a woman. Now, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Because the problem here is that, or at least what she thinks, is that women are emotional, right? Yep. So that they would, they their heart, men have a hard time dealing with them. Yep. Let's rewind to a conversation that happened at lunch with the yep. girls where Charlotte said, yes, I cried once at mm-hmm. my gallery. And yeah. Ever since then, what what did she say, like 10 years Ooh, ago? Ooh, don't make Charlotte cry. She yeah. said every time, even yeah. I only cried once, and every yep. time after that, people yep. were like, oh, yeah. and 
Miranda's like, yes, people always think I'm going to cry over some brief. And mm-hmm. Carrie's like, well, do you? She's like, yeah, but no one can see <laughs> right. me cry over Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, so it's like men are threatened by women and they think that they're going to be too emotional. Yes. So let's go back to the meeting. Yep. And, and he says... He says, I can't hire you. And she says, why? And he says, you... don't make me say it. And she says, say it. I need to hear the words come out of your She and thinks he says, he's going to go, you're a woman. But no. He says, you fucked my architect. And I don't want to deal with that. And she's like, drama. Because again, with all what? again, he, you know, I do think this is interesting because Richard goes on to continue to have like, weird behavior and opinions about women like that remember when carrie gets engaged to aiden later on and uh she's like my friend just got engaged and he's like what's the matter you weren't picked to be a bridesmaid it's like go fuck yourself richard why why does it have to be that um but anyway i digress um but he he it's not that he's like oh you're a slut he's just like i don't think you're going to be able to handle i just assume you as a woman wouldn't be able to handle working with someone that you've slept with and she, rightfully so, says to him, you know, if I'd been a man, you would have bought me a scotch yep. and, like, given me a Shaking key to an hands. office. Yeah. Yep. And and because, you know, he just, his problem is not that she's promiscuous. It's that he thinks that she's going to, like, be in love with the architect yes. because she had sex with him and yes. not be able to handle herself yes. professionally. So she mouths off. And she's amazing. She's, she's great. Yeah. She says it's such a shame with someone yep. with such innovative vision can be so short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Good and for her for saying the things she wants to say right when she wants to say it and marching right out. And storms out. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand why this next piece has to happen for the episode, but every time I watch it, I'm, I want to say, don't cry. Not, not even don't cry, Samantha, but I don't, I don't, I don't personally feel like Samantha would start crying. I don't, I don't either, but here's, let me give you a, let me give you a devil's advocate. Please. Because I am a, I am a person slash woman who when I get very angry sometimes that will manifest itself in tears I'm not the yes. only person a lot of people go through this not yes. just women um, but I I, I might also because I agree with you that that part is always wrong like 80% true and just not quite I'm like I get why they do it for the story but I don't buy it but, but the way I justify it for myself is I think you know Samantha I I don't doubt that she's confident in her sexuality. She's very open. She's very strong in her choices. But I, I, I have to imagine that some parts of society telling her, like, women are supposed to be X, Y, Z way, meaning, like, not having sex with everything that moves, somehow has infiltrated her mind at least a little bit, such that when she hears from someone that sleeping with someone has cost her a job... Maybe there's some part of her deep inside that's like a little angry with herself because she's thinking, you know, I thought I could just be a woman in this world. Uh, and, and, and it's the, it's the, well, not the nineties, the early two thousands, it's the modern age. And I can sleep with people like a man to use the show's parlance, but turns out I can't. And have I, what have I done to myself? And like, maybe there's a little guilt or something and anger at herself. Like, wow, I could have gotten that. I don't know. That's sure. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe potentially some like character work Kim Cattrall's doing on the side could have included something yes. like that. Maybe not, but I've obviously thought a lot about that. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right. She storms out and he calls after her, yep. but she is, 
and we hear we know we hear this through Carrie Carrie's yeah. voiceover. She's hitting that elevator door button to like. She close says, "Come it, on, close, 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 close." close. Yes, we've all been there. That. Close, close, close. Before she starts crying, she does not want Richard to see her cry. Nope. And if he did, let's be honest. Let's be honest. No, of course. Yeah. It would have sealed the deal. Over. But he didn't see her cry. Nope. The door closed. That's and right. we learned through Carrie's voiceover that the next day Richard offered her the job and told yeah. her that he, what, what was it? Was he admired her balls. Admired her balls. It's and a great way to wrap up. And we never saw him again. Never, <laughs> we, and we never saw Samantha again. <laughs> um, way to go out on a high note, Samantha. What an episode, you guys. What yes. an experience. I feel like the episodes we, we get really angry about end up being really great episodes of Carry On. I yeah. mean, you're right. Yeah, you are. I mean, no, I know. It's, it's because we love this yes. show yeah. more than anything besides Goosebumps. And Halloween. <laughs> and Halloween. But yes, I, I, I realize as we're talking about this episode, we are so passionate about it because these are real people living real lives. Yes. And we have such a personal connection to them. Um, Daniel, where can we find you online? Um, I am just surfing the web. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram as Danny Mac 769 even though my name's not Danny or Mac. Fantastic. That's right. And that's pretty much it. And, and we can and listen, listen to, to you. Welcome to Deadcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's that whole thing. I have a Goosebumps podcast with my twin brother, Matthew, and we just love Goosebumps. Listen to that. Well, what a time we had tonight, guys. And until next time, carry, carry on. on. Hey, Petey. Come here, boy. Come here. Who's your buddy? Who's your buddy?